you're listening to a podcast from Victory. The authors and editors of the Bible were led or influenced by God, resulting in writings that are designated in some sense as the Word of God. Explore this truth in week three of our series, Word View. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 2, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. He said, Timothy, here's what's going to happen in the future. Some people will treat nothing sacred anymore. They will just think about what they want, what's good for them, what feels good for them, what sounds good for them. That will be the ultimate authority for a lot of people, not the Bible. You know, here's a quote from uh, one social media marketing consultant that um, I think represents the attitude that many people have today. He said, the goal isn't more money. The goal is living life on your terms. You know, we only have really three options when it comes to authority over our life. It's either you, you decide what's right and wrong. Nobody can tell you what's right and wrong. I decided for myself. What sounds good, what looks good, what feels good, that's all that matters. Me. I am the ultimate authority. It can be the world, the people around us. Some people base the authority from the experts, the people they consider experts. When it comes to money, they look to the experts. When it comes to fashion, they look to the experts. When it comes to gender or uh, relationship, they look to their celebrities. And so the culture, the world is the ultimate authority. The third option is the Bible. The question is, what is the ultimate authority in your life? What determines your values? And Paul told Timothy that there will come a time that people will will be lovers of themselves. Verse 3 and 5, They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Uh, In other translation, it says, there will be people who have the form of godliness. They have a religion, but they deny the power. Uh, A few days ago, there was an article I read about uh, an impeachment trial. And uh, they they questioned one of the witnesses who happened to be a Christian. And her faith was mocked. I'm not commenting on the, the impeachment. I'm just commenting on this particular questioning, this exchange when she was being questioned as a witness. And I learned from that article, she was a CPA since 1985 and passed the bar exam in 2011. So she's a competent person for for the job. She used to work in this big company as an operation head, receiving huge amount of money for salary plus perks and bonuses. So one of the questions that was asked of her when she was questioned and trying to test the credibility of that person is that why did you leave your lucrative job in exchange for a lower income and a temporary job? You know this is temporary. The moment we change leadership, you will lose your job. And so they're trying to question, and here's what she said, it may sound incredible, but that is the truth. And and if I am a person of figures, I'm also a person of faith. I used to be a missionary. I am used to minimal compensation. I am not married. There is not much to be worried about, and my family, by the grace of God, is able. She said, 
basically from the article that I want to be, I want to participate in the nation building. I took the risk. And she said that practically speaking, financially speaking, this is not a wise move. But faith made me make that decision. And at one point, uh, one of the lawmakers said, you did not use rational thinking. You used faith for your decision in your private life. For them, it didn't make sense. You're not thinking right. You're using your faith in your private life, which is not supposed to. But I like what she said. She said, I'm rational, but I also have faith. And they are not exclusive. It's together. Form of godliness, but denying the power. Have nothing to do with them, the Bible said. Verse 10 to 13, you, however, and Paul was talking to Timothy, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecution and suffering that happened to me at Antioch. Paul was saying, you know me personally. You know my life. And I wish as followers of Christ, by the grace of God, I hope we can say that to our children. You know me, I don't just go to church, I practice my faith. I hope we can say that to our co-workers and to our friends and people who knows us that I'm not just a Sunday Christian, I practice what I preach. You know me, Paul said to Timothy. And he said, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. He said, Timothy, know this. We will be persecuted for our faith, for believing the word of God. But everyone who wants to live a godly life will be persecuted. How many of you here, you've experienced persecution? Alam mo, dito sa Pilipinas, ano, sobrang blessed pa rin tayo, ano, kahit pinipersecute tayo. Yung mga persecution natin, yung niloloko ka, uy, praise the Lord, alive, alive tayo dyan. Sometimes, yun, yun na lang, pero... Ready na tayo mag-quit eh. Ayoko na. But you know, some of our brethren, brothers and sisters around the world are facing unimaginable persecution. Persecution is real. So if you're a Christian and you feel like, ba't ganun? Kung kailan ako naging Christian, tsaka naman ako binabatikos ng binabatikos, welcome. Because you're weird. You're not like everybody else. You stand out. You're different. You make us feel awkward when you're here. You make me feel guilty about my sin. You will be persecuted. I have here some articles just uh, last year and some this January. Russia, India, and China stepping up the persecution. It's illegal in China, uh, in Russia, and in India to share your faith, to share the word of God. You will be put in prison. How many of you are grateful that we can share our faith here and not fear being put in prison? Some believers in other parts of the world, for them to attend church on a Sunday means risking not being able to go home after. If you're a Christian, going to church is like, mga an- pwede, papaalam ka mga anak, baka hindi na ako makauwi mamaya. We're so blessed here. China are destroying churches because they don't want this to spread. And here's the last part, verse 14 to 17. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And Paul was telling Timothy, there will be persecution. I mean, there are people who will disregard the scripture, but don't be like them. Continue in the faith. Some people are saying your faith is blind. You simply just believe. No, the good thing about our faith is it's historical. The Bible did not start with once upon a time in a faraway land. If you read the whole Bible, it's filled with names and places and dates that can be verified through historical evidence. 
atheists would never deny that there is a man who lived named Jesus and walked in this earth and taught these teachings and made an impact to people. They can never deny that. You know why? It's well documented. Our faith is grounded. It's not blind. We want to encourage you to keep studying the scripture. Do the research. Deepen your faith. Don't just go to church because your parents has been going to church ever since you're a, a small kid. Make sure your faith is anchored on solid ground. And Paul said, uh, continue in the faith. Study the word. You know, ako po yung tutor ng daughter ko ngayon, ano? Singaporean math. Uh, grade 2. So, kukutusan ako ng wife ko, i-review mo yung daughter natin. Okay. okay. Tapos minsan, bibigay lang sa akin ng daughter ko yung binigay ng teacher niya na kailangang sagutan yung sample ng test. I will look at it and I can't understand. <laughs> grade 2. Inobserve ko, paano nakuha yung answer na to? Sometimes, it, even if there is an example, it's hard. I would ask her, give me the textbook. The textbook have the explanation. And then, when I look at the problem again, ah, okay, gets ko na. You know, the same way with us. We need a textbook. God is beyond time and space. He is big and we are finite. We're limited with our understanding. The brightest among us, Compared to the wisdom of God, our brain is like just a small marble. Baka mas maliit pa. The God who created the universe, unless He reveals Himself to us, we will never know Him. And praise God, He revealed Himself to us through creation. I mean, the Bible says that if you look around you, the evidence of God is all, over, is all around you. Romans said that the invisible qualities of God, His power and His nature is revealed through creation. Look at the stars and look at the moon and look at the person next to you. Na-amaze ba kayo sa katabi niyo? Pwede niyo bang tingnan? Sabi mo sa kanya, you're amazing. That person is complicated. Complicated than a computer. Now, that would make you ask the question, where did you come from? Where, where did all of this come from? Sabi nga ng isang theologian, if you see a turtle on top of a wall, you will immediately conclude that somebody place it there. There's no way the turtle will be able to go on top of the wall by its own. In the same way, if you look at creation, there's no way this can just happen by explosion. It must have an origin. There must be a creator. How do you explain your existence? Because if you cannot explain your existence, then you don't have a reason for living. So, continue in the faith. And last verse and Verse 6, 16 and 7, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, correction, training, and righteousness that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. And, you know, I, this is not an academic lecture. And if you want to go look at all the evidence, there are a lot of good books and apologetics that can show you. But with the 30 minutes time that we have, I wish we can all go through. But the best evidence and basis of our confidence for the authority of scripture is the author himself you know when you read a material an article or news the credibility of that document depends on the source pag may nakita ka sa facebook patay na si ganito ganyan patay na siya hindi mo siya i-share ka agad di ba ilan sa inyo na biktima na ng ganun di ba nagsi-circulate ka agad yung mga text hoy patay na pala si ganito ha Tapos pag tines mo na yung news, kanino ba galing to? Fly by night news. Kaya pala eh. Hindi, 
you will not believe it. You have to check the source. In the same way, how can we believe the Bible? The authority of the Bible depends on the author. And here's what the Bible says. For all scripture, Old Testament to New Testament is God-breathed. You know that word God-breathed? It means inspired. Uh, in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 to 21, Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, yes, it's 40 authors, but they did not write on their own. No wonder after more than 2,000 years, the Bible is not obsolete. It speaks into our situation. It exposes the condition of our hearts. It guides us for our day-to-day living, regardless of the evolution and everything that became modern in our days. The Bible is still relevant because it's inspired, the Bible says. The authors, God used the personality and the background and the wiring and everything about the author. God used it so that they will write exactly what God wants to say to us. That's what it means by being carried along by the Holy Spirit. It's inspired. Peter said, no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. Do you know that the Bible has around 2,500 prophecies? Prophesied thousands of years. There are 300 prophecies about Jesus alone. Thousands of years before he was born, they prophesied how he will be born, where he will be born, how he's going to die. And when Jesus came, he fulfilled every single one of them. What is the probability of me prophesying or predicting what will happen to you? And 300 of my prediction came to pass. What is the probability of that happening? You cannot stage your birth. You cannot stage your death. But Jesus fulfilled every single one of them. It takes more faith to believe that that is coincidence than to believe that God has planned everything. That there is a God who is sovereign who can actually do that. I like this quote from John Blanchard. He said, The authority of the Bible comes not from the caliber of its human authors, but from the character of its divine author. That's why we are confident of God's word. Again, the credibility of the author gives authority to the scripture. I just want to read two more verses and then we're going to end alluding to this because if there's really a God, how many of you here you believe in God? Ilan sa inyo galing sa, naniniwala sa evolution? Galing ka sa monkey? Wala? Merong dalawang, may, may bata lumapit siya sa, naalala ko lang no, young, young kid lumapit siya sa tatay niya. Sabi niya, uh, Tyson tayo galing? Ah, galing tayo sa monkey. Niwala sa evolution. Tapos punta siya sa mami niya. Mami, saan tayo galing? Sabi, ah, God created us. Nalito siya. Sabi niya, God created us. Tapos so monkey. So sabi niya, mami, nalilito ako kasi sabi ni daddy, galing tayo sa monkey. Sabi ng mami niya, ah, he's talking about his side of the family. Okay. <laughs> so anong side ka ba? <laughs> but anyway, if you really believe in God, again, how many of you believe in God? If there's really a God who created us, the universe, if He can create the universe, He can surely guide people in writing His revelation so that we can know Him. And if Jesus is real, and if you believe in Jesus, again, atheists will not challenge the fact that there was a man named Jesus who taught all these things. Imagine the teachings of Christ. You cannot say that He is 
just inventing things because he taught us the highest of morals. If you believe in Jesus, then you will believe the scripture because Jesus validated the scripture. Old Testament and New Testament. The last two scripture, Luke 24 verse 44. Then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. He said, everything written in the Old Testament by the prophets, the Psalms, the laws, it's about me, Jesus said. John 14, verse 25 to 26. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and brings to your remembrance all that I have said to you. He chose the twelve to become His apostles, to become eyewitnesses who will later on write the New Testament. And He said, the Holy Spirit will remind you of all my teachings and will guide you as you write the Scripture. The authority of the Scripture. The question is, what is the ultimate authority in your life? Is your life submitted to the authority of God's Word? Who or what has the final say for what you believe and how you live. Because if this is the word of God, then we should submit to it. Amen? Last quote from, he's an author, I just read a book about one of his writings, so, but I like a portion of what he wrote. And I want to close with this. He said, we should not abandon faith in anything God has taught us merely because we cannot solve all the problems which it raises. Because sometimes when you read the Bible, some parts of the Bible is hard to understand. Some people say there are contradictions. But our own intellectual competence is not the test and measure of divine truth. It is not for us to stop believing because we lack understanding, but to believe in order that we may understand. Amen? You just heard a podcast from Victory. For more messages like these and to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook at facebook.com victoryph.